1: Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, and as always, thanks for joining me. Welcome to the first episode of 2019. I'm really excited to be getting back into the podcast. I've sort of been putting it off a little bit, which I'll talk about in a second, but um, I just want to say welcome to any new listeners, and uh, of course, welcome back to any listeners who have been around for a little while now. Um, I just want to, you know, let you guys know that we are on pretty much all your social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram. We have a WordPress blog. It's ParanormalThoughtsPodcast.wordpress.com. Um, and jump onto our Instagram and Facebook because, you know, we often post all the uh, episodes there as well. And if you aren't subscribed to the podcast, we are on every podcast hosting platform. So from Stitcher, iTunes, CastBox, anywhere you can find a podcast will be there. So I've been, I don't know, I've been wanting to get back into the podcast for about a month now. But, you know, I'm pretty honest with everyone of all you guys here, you know, um, probably more honest than I sort of need to be or like to be, but, you know, um, that's just sort of how I've always done it here uh, on parental Thoughts, but I've, I guess I've just sort of been putting it off because um, the podcast has grown um, a lot in the last, you know, four months, three months even, um, and there's quite a bit of a listenership now and I really want to be putting out content this year that's really strong And really something I can get behind and, you know, feel really passionate about. I think that's almost off-putting in a sense, you know. I think by the, you know, third, fourth episode into the year, you start to get into that groove again. But taking, you know, um, easily over a month off and then sort of coming back to something that's grown significantly um, is pretty difficult, you know, Um, which it's like anything i suppose but i think i just sort of need to jump in and get back into it you know um especially to in the last week a lot of people sort of reached out um which you know is hopefully actually going to lead to something uh, in the next sort of coming weeks but just you know about people finding the podcast and getting something out of it so i do really want to get back into it for that reason of you know giving you guys content that you all look forward to you know i know i get excited when um a podcast I really like and enjoy. Um, the new episode comes up, uh, and so you know, I just want to give that to the people who get the same sort of feeling. You know, I just want to say too, um, I've got some ideas for this year, um, some big guests, hopefully that I'm sort of working on, as well as you know, um, some bits and pieces that I've sort of left off from last year, as well, some ongoing segments and everything like that. I think a good way to start off this year is to talk about something um, I kind of have known about for a little while, but something, it's sort of been very uh, thought-provoking and it's kind of just had me thinking for about the last kind of week or so. It's along the lines of how much we are in control of sort of our lives um, is a big thing to do with it, you know, outside of the paranormal. I do think it's so easy to be pretty negative about certain things, you know. Um, I feel like I'm negative about shit every day and sometimes you almost just need to step away from it for a second and go, it's actually not too bad or you know if it is really bad how can you sort of fix it for the next day or sort of what have you you know. Um, So I definitely think a positive outlook will get you further. Um, It will get you more out of life and you'll actually enjoy it more. So keeping that in mind what if you do sort of let the negative get to you a lot what can that kind of lead to even without you being that aware of it? I think that we're actually in control of our lives a lot more than we sort of notice at times in just in a lot of sort of weird ways too, you know, I think every sort of decision we make does actually have quite a big impact, you know, so I think that's sort of that as a whole, you know, and that's that's sort of not relating to this podcast, but how I want to sort of relate that to is, you know, if we can actually manifest negative entities that may not actually exist in the real world, but then can actually somehow exist within our reality. And we are completely in control of that. And what I'm speaking about is this concept called tulpas. Now, tulpa is a old Tibetan word and it's an old Tibetan theory about that we can actually manifest a, I guess a good word for it would be almost like an imaginary friend or imaginary type being. Um, that exists, I guess there's debate if it can actually exist outside of our mind and our thoughts, um, if that could actually then coexist in the real world. So we'll get a little into that, but it's this whole idea that we can manifest these beings and they can be positive, don't get me wrong. I think adults who have imaginary friends uh, or things kind of along those lines, that's what you're mostly dealing with with tulpas, is these beings that People have created for a lot of different reasons out of, you know, companionship, loneliness, you know, whatever whatever they sort of, um, whatever they feel the need to make these um, beings for. But I think it's interesting when you look at it from the point of view of, well, what about these negative things? And I think a big thing that um, Nick Redfern, who I've you know referenced a fair bit on this podcast, has sort of looked into is um, the Slender Man theory and how he is a completely fictional character that was created on the website, something awful, pretty much for the reason to scare. You know, it's a scary concept that people got very attached to and so on and so forth. So I guess anyone who doesn't know what the Slender Man is, it's this urban... I I suppose it's not really an urban legend because my understanding of urban legend is something that's quite old, but I guess something could become an urban legend over time, but... The Slender Man's about 10 years old now. Um, I believe it was created in 2009. Sort of your creepypasta-style character of this man in a black suit, extremely tall, uh, slender, in build um, with tentacles, who would pretty much hunt down children and take them. And there's a lot of different stories that have sort of branched off that, you know, movies have now been made and everything uh, along those sort of lines. So obviously, The Slender Man was created on this website, it's not a real, it's not a real cryptid, it's nothing paranormal at all, it's actually just um, storytelling, you know, it's something that is fictional. But then how do we explain people witnessing the Slender Man in the real world? How do we then, how do we, what do we make of that, that people have reported seeing this being? Could we say it's some sort of, you know, insanity, people unwell, schizophrenia? Sure, potentially. And that relates to the Slender Man murders back in 2014 in Wisconsin, where three girls, I believe they were between the ages of 12 and 13, two of them became extremely obsessed with the Slender Man. And they believed that the only way for them to keep their family safe from the Slender Man was to sacrifice their friend. And um, they took her out into the woods and stabbed her. 19 times, and luckily the girl actually survived. And sure, those girls, um, for, you know, evidence shows that they have some sort of mental illness to want to do this. Uh, one of them even said if they had to do it again, they would um, they would definitely kill, uh, try to kill again for the Slender Man. Uh, and obviously this blew up, you know, uh, back in 2014. It became, it, it added a massive new... Spin to the uh, cult following that was the Slender Man. You know, like I got, I first probably heard about the Slender Man in 2012. I feel when the game was quite popular. Um, anyone who doesn't know there was a game you could play online. Actually, you would download it to your computer and you'd play on there, and you'd pretty much walk around trying to find these bits of paper in a forest. Uh, and each bit of paper you'd collect, um, it had I think it had a message, something to do with the Slender Man. But every time you would collect a piece. Um, he would get closer and you'd kind of try to like avoid him and not look at him. Um, Pretty terrifying game, actually, um, from what I remember. It was pretty fun, but that was sort of my first um, interaction with it. And, you know, that's some years after it was even um, thought of, you know. So over time, it has definitely grown more popular. So looking at those murder cases, these girls, you know, definitely believed that the Slender Man was a living, breathing being who had some sort of control over them. And what if that was the case in some sort of way, you know, without it being a mental illness, what if these girls actually created the Slender Man in their own world? What if they wanted to believe in something or they were so scared of something to the point where it actually could manifest within their mind and then somehow potentially even manifest outside of their mind and actually in the real world where people could actually potentially see this happening? Bombas,
0: big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
1: I know it sounds pretty full on, but... There is evidence of this happening with people, um, with tulpas. You know, people have reported being attacked by their worst fears and actually feeling um, them being pulled or kind of what have you, but there's actually nothing there. And these, I suppose it would be similar to what um, someone with schizophrenia has, but these people aren't diagnosed with schizophrenia. Um, It's not something that they live with constantly. It's kind of something that has just started to happen to them and it doesn't always happen to them either. You know, it's not like they can't. Tell the difference between reality and um, their imagination per se. It's something that they literally believe that this thing uh, is actually there with them, and people say that they can actually talk to their these beings, you know, their tulpas, as um, I was explaining earlier. And it's like, I guess it's almost like an extension of them in a sense. And I think that's really interesting that we <clears throat> potentially have that much power. And that much potential to... The fact that we could actually make something like that happen uh, and people seem to have done that, you know. in um, in a majority of tulpas aren't actually a negative entity at all. Um, when I was doing a lot of reading on it, if people seem to, you know, have actually... They've chosen to make their tulpa. There's, you know, uh, sort of an instruction manual online of how to do it. It's quite a lengthy process and I think can take up to a year to actually create the tulpa. Um, it's something like you have to have an hour a day to actually just focus your time and energy into visualizing this being, you know, visualizing that what they look like, what they smell like, how they would interact, you know, all those little details that, you know, I guess it would take to actually create something. But what if these, you know, what if these girls, with the Slender Man, for an example, um, they they were just that obsessed that it did Uh, manifest? Or what if, you know, what if something could manifest in the real world if there's enough people who are obsessed, like obsessed with it, you know, Um, and that could then make sense of people who have reported, you know, something like aliens or Bigfoot, something along those sort of lines where if enough people are that deep into the lore of it and the, you know, the wanting to actually believe in these creatures that they actually do manifest um, in one way or another. And that could actually be a perfect summary of actually what the fuck goes on in the world and why we can't explain why some people see certain things and why other people can't, because I guess it depends on your interest level in it. And, you know, even someone who's on the outside of that could potentially see one of these Tulpas um, for whatever reason. You know, I guess if there's enough other people putting the energy and time into it, how could that then not have some sort of crossover where people who have no knowledge of it could somehow witness um, that creature as well? I definitely don't think it's out of the question, you know, and it sort of makes you start to think, well, what could potentially be created by, you know, uh, just general, like just everyday people and what's actually out there living sort of amongst us and visiting us, you know? Um, It starts to really get... It sort of just adds another layer on top of, you know, everything we talk about here because, fuck, you know, I suppose majority of the shit I talk about on here I do have a belief in and I do believe that there are other things out there. But what if majority of all of them, it's hard to say, could actually potentially be just figments of our imagination that are projected, you know, I suppose at least within our mind or actually out into the world it starts to make you go, wow, okay. Um, perfect example, I suppose, is like a belief in anything like like religion. You know, that all started from usually just one person and then they sort of spread the word and then people, you know, start to actually believe what these people are telling them, you know, and start to say, oh, yeah, I felt, you know, this person healed me or what have you, you know. I felt, yeah, I think a perfect example would be like Scientology where L. Ron Hubbard set out to make a religion to make money And that is a fact. You can look that up. Uh, And the fact that people then get benefit from um, Scientology, you know, actually practicing it, you know, going through the whole auditing thing, where it was something that was completely um, sort of designed from the ground up. Uh, The fact that people get something out of that, where I suppose they've never really meant to kind of just goes to show, like, the power of, like, belief and what it can kind of do in that sense, you know. So if it can happen for all these religions in the world, then, of course, I'm sure we could probably manifest these beings, you know. So I don't know. It's It really opens your mind up to things. And I I don't know. I think potentially in your everyday life you've wanted something really bad and it's happened, you know, or you want an answer to something and then something kind of gives you a response. You know, I definitely think I've had those moments and I've talked about on the podcast because I was reminded of this from a listener the other, just like last week, about me thinking about UFO abduction and whether I have ever come across anything like that or where I sort of fit into the whole picture. Then I witnessed an hour, which is kind of, I feel like a totem um, to UFO abductions and the whole synchronicity of Uh, how all of that sort of comes together, you know. Uh, And if you don't know what I'm talking about, jump back to, I suppose, my very first podcast ever. And then I think it's about two or three episodes after that uh, where I talk about our synchronicity and UFO abductions. So I think in that case, um, I feel like I probably, I don't know if I manifested um, that response, but I think I wanted a response to the point where the universe sort of offered me that, you know, um, potentially. I think that's just one example there of um something I can kinda relate to. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's it's really interesting. That's sort of me giving you a description of it without going too much into detail. I would have liked to, you know, maybe had some notes printed out here, but I just kinda wanted to get on here and start talking to you again, you know, rather than giving I just wanna you know, I could have waited another week and probably explained um, Tolpah's a little better or go into some more detail of all these things and the Slenderman murders and everything sort of along those lines. But I kind of just felt like having a bit of a discussion with you guys and just getting these thoughts out there. Because that was, as I say, from time and time again, um, that's kind of what this podcast was originally meant to be. And then it sort of developed into something where I give quite a bit of research and background on things. But sometimes I think I do like to just kind of get off um, my mind what I'm sort of thinking You know, so what do you guys think? Um, Go do some research into Tulpas. Have you ever experienced anything like this? You know of anyone? Have you ever seen something you can't really explain that you think you could have potentially manifested you had something to do with? Um, Anything along those lines, I'm really interested in this sort of topic at the moment. But I think I might just leave it there for now, guys. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, big thanks for hanging around. It was a bit of a a different episode to begin with the year off with but I think it's nice just to be back to be perfectly honest I'm, I'm just excited to be on here again and you know just to reach out with you guys and for the for those who really enjoy it that's why I'm here still doing it you know I've been doing the podcast for almost two and a half years now um, and it's grown um, it's grown far beyond anything I ever thought it would so I'm really excited just to get back into it. My plan still is for every fortnight for episodes. Guys, reach out if you've enjoyed um, this episode or any of the previous episodes. As I said, find us on Facebook, Instagram, the WordPress blog. And I guess I'll just be seeing you all in the uh, next episode. Thank you so much, guys. Take it easy. Bye.